Uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat, uh, <laughs> can y'all feel that, can y'all feel that, jig it out, uh, here I am in the place where I come let go, in Miami, the base and the sunset low, every day like a Mardi Gras, everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay, so we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill, me and Charlie, here we are, it's the, r slash Miami Hurricanes uh, post-game podcast. Uh, it's tough, tough times uh, in Coral Gables. Um, how are you feeling, man? I'm, I'm really feeling it. Um, by the way, this is uh, your co-host, Rick. I'm with South Beach Towing, driving my 2009 Kenworth T270 tower. And um, I got to say that that it just putting in the gas for that th- thing it, it was just a lot harder than normal this week i'm actually i'm i'm in my tow truck i'm it's it's a ford f550 and uh i'm driving back i just got out on bail i'm driving back home to hialeah and uh you know there were these these mouthy passersby who you know they got a mouthy when i was cursing at their children uh post game tailgate and they couldn't keep their goddamn mouth shut, so I had to show them what this U was all about. Completely understandable. You got to tell them the hurricane's coming to town tonight. Yeah, this goddamn PC culture bullshit. Apparently, that's that's frowned upon these days. Yeah, so, well, I don't know um, what we were doing that game, but, man, he's got to go. Yeah, this. there's some people they are saying, bring back Mark Richt. There's some people saying, bring back Butch. I would take Randy Shannon over that crap hole we just saw last night, the other night. You know, uh, for me, I, I think we need somebody who really gets the culture. And so, um, you know, it would be tough, the logistics. I think we'd have to pipe him in via Skype or something, because I think he's still in federal prison. But I think Nevin Shapiro is the man for the job, personally. Oh, I love I love that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on one minute. I see I see a kid just getting out of an apartment complex. Got to go get him. Hold on. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's left. He's... he's <laughs> yeah, he, about... he's walking. He's, he's dropping off a pizza, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if anybody watched that game. Yeah, is, is it a bit over? Did we overdo it? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I think that yeah, was a good perfect. end point. Yeah. Perfectly done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Something I did not see coming. No. Not great. <laughs> not great, Captain. Yeah, that's a that was a rough one. But you know, they couldn't have happened to a nicer folk, nicer group yeah. of fans. Yep. Um, so I guess I guess FIU runs the three oh five now. Yeah. <laughs> have we determined what the power ranking of in state teams? is this year i think i think a few people have done that so i mean obviously you have number one's florida uh number two i believe ucf i'm thinking ucf yeah. and yeah, then i, I think agree. it's F, i think it's fau behind that because fau actually slaughtered fiu who in turn slaughtered miami in case anybody missed it the other night which is the whole point of this i think that's your order right there i gotta put usf behind all of them um Sam U in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe behind USF. I'm not sure who would win that one. I and guess then, probably uh, uh, Bethune. Bethune Cookman would probably be next. Yeah. Is there a, is there one in Jacksonville? Um, 
Yeah, there's uh, or Jackson. Uh, well, yeah, there's Stetson and there's uh, Jacksonville University, formerly coached by uh, um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, he was the quarterback, quarterback from the yeah, Kerwin Kerwin. yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So both of them, uh, they they both have football, right? I think they'd both mm-hmm. go in there. Yeah, and that's it, right? Um, oh wait, wait, yeah. wait. Ar- Armwood Armwood took down defending national champion or defending state champion Lakeland. <laughs> So I got I got to put Arwood High School. They have a really nicely put together team. Those trenches are dominant. Yeah, um, pretty strong. A lot, a lot of big names there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe possibly ahead of Bethune Cookman for that. So I think that's that's pretty much where my rankings are. Uh, so yeah. someone else can see where that lines up. Can't remember it all, but that's about it. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Uh... I don't know what. Uh, do you want to wait? Do we do we want to recap at all? First, did we ever do oh, that? Oh, right. From Mizzou. I watched the like condensed version, and that okay. was how I saw most of the game. I'll, get, I'll give a couple thoughts here. Okay. Um, just some, some basic bare-bones stuff, because at this point in the season, we're, we're kind of locked into where we are. We're not going to make the playoffs for anybody thinking that. You're psycho. Um, as you can see, the, the playoff committee, I think, put us at 11th. Um, they're doing their best to ensure that even if every insane thing that needs to happen happened, that we still won't make it. So that's, that's fine. We don't really deserve it. So, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, I like that we've been, it just seems like every year the, or with Mullen, we've been improving each year and we did again with the Missouri game. Um, it was a game yeah. everybody marked, marked early on is one we could lose and, you know, we could have, and I was a little, I didn't like the idea of Kelly Bryant coming back because you just never know with a talented athlete back there what what he's going to do. But we pretty much shut him down entirely. Uh, he wasn't able to run on us very much at all, and he couldn't throw. Um, you know, he's he's able to extend time. Something that I think that's pretty much all we're missing on offense with Trask is that he can't he can't really create his own time, and um, without a dominant offensive line. He's just a little more rushed than he could otherwise be. Uh, right. And that kind of showed in the Missouri game. I mean, they have a really, really good defense. So it started off slow. Just I, I think we had predicted that. Um, I know I was thinking that. So it started off very slow, but just kind of strangled them and into submission. And, yeah, we uh, made some roster moves that a lot of us had been calling for. I think everybody wanted Trey Dean to move to a different spot, and he finally did. And that yep. worked out. No yep. obvious. I mean, when you see every single team just start targeting the guy every single time, maybe, maybe think about mixing it up. So in the future, when we see stuff like that, I'm hoping that maybe the, the trigger will be a little bit faster, maybe like two or three games rather than uh, like nine or 10. Yeah, I'm hoping that it, it, it's, I don't even have a concrete example of this, but it feels like Mullins learning with this stuff. Um, Maybe losing some of these games will help him learn, especially because it's obvious to people when they all call it out. So maybe he'll be more willing to do uh, some of these bigger moves that go against his natural mindset of the conservative seniority and kind of sticking with the original plan, so to speak. So yeah, moving moving trading worked out really well. Um, I think he actually did a pretty good job outside when he was playing, and uh, Marco filled in admirably on the inside and all was well on the defensive backs. So I was really happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, the little bit, I, I was at a funeral 
most of the day on Saturday, and so I didn't get to watch most of the game live. Um, and I watched kind of the condensed version. Um, and yeah, it uh, Missouri has taken a turn over the back half of the season to be a not very good team, and uh, we dispatched them accordingly. Um, that game was pretty much what I was expecting. Um, they have a, a pretty solid defense, but uh, their offense is just not getting it done. And uh, and so we we did what we do uh, with less talented teams, which is refreshing. You know, it's nice to be able to go into those games and not have to worry about, um, you know, stumbling all over ourselves and giving right. away games like that. And like I, I, I mean, maybe we'll get caught eventually, but you you don't have that terrible the terrible fear every single time where we've right. gotten accust- accustomed to that for the past five or ten years. Yeah, I have, was, I have a question what, for you, but yeah, I was just gonna ask, uh, what was what was the score at halftime? Was it six to three or something like that? Oh, um, yeah, man, it's been a while. Let me let me pull it up though. It was it was somewhere in that range. It was it, was, it looked ugly. Yeah, it was one of those ones where it's like. You know, I, I was able to watch bits and pieces of the first half live, and like I checked the score at halftime and saw that we were up a little bit, and it was like, oh, okay, well, so we're gonna win this because you know that's this this is not a game that we lose if we're not yeah, so, you know down big at halftime. Right. It was six to, it, exactly. It was six to three, and I felt perfectly confident because yeah. it just seemed like we were. We were going to put in the score at some point. I mean, right. the offense was moving a little bit, and I thought we'd break it open later on when depth started to win out for us, which we have over Missouri. It's a big advantage. So, yeah, yep. for sure. uh, so what, the, yeah, the the part that had me scared was if we went down big early, like 14 nothing or something with Kelly Bryant running right. and us being able to stop him. So didn't have that happen. Big win for us. Um, I have a question. Missouri yeah. got the got the NCAA smackdown today. It was announced, uh, and for those unfamiliar, just the general gist is they had a had a rogue tutor on the university employee, and um, they found out the tutor was taking exams for kids or helping them out somehow in a way the tutor shouldn't. Missouri turned turned it in when they found out, and of course the NCAA beat the hell out of Missouri for admitting it. So, my question is, uh, they took. 19 weeks i think i saw on the statement some some insane amount of time whereas like the whole yeah, something like that that, that basketball player got you know eleven thousand dollar fine in two weeks or whatever do you think that if missouri had beaten us and maybe a game or two before us like you know pulled off the kentucky win and the vanderbilt win like right there in the in the midst of the sec race that they still would have gotten the ban or do you think the ncaa would have pulled it boy that is an interesting question um no, I think they were locked in. I think uh, I think Missouri is just not enough of a big boy on the block to to swing their dick around in a meaningful manner, um, and that's that's kind of what it takes with the NCAA is either deny till you die, or you know if you're if you're a big time program and you can you can work the connections and you know make legitimate threats that you're gonna you know like disband from the NCAA, then I think they were just going to walk in and go with what they what they had passed down initially. Obviously, not a money school for them. I mean, they're not bringing in a huge bull crowd. They're not uh, getting people's eyes on the TV sets. So that's you know that's obviously first and foremost in all NCAA decision making is money, which you know not surprising. That's their goal is to make money, whatever the hell setup they are. But 
I don't know. I'm, I'm almost on the flip side. Like I'm, I'm nearly a hundred percent sure that if Missouri was about to be in the sec championship game, if they were the representative somehow, if they found a way that the NCAA wasn't going to fuck around with that and that they just would have gone with it, let them go and said, you know what, we're going to reduce and get rid of your uh, postseason ban. Everything else sticks. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's this this is the mystery of the NCAA is like there's no <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no no precedent for that or anything like that. I mean, it's not we, the closest we have, I guess, is that well, not even the closest, but that the whole Auburn situation where they waited a long, long time. And then finally, they're like, yeah, we're just going to let you play, Cam. No big deal, because Auburn just said, fuck you, we're playing him anyways. But um, Auburn didn't admit to doing anything, anything wrong with the Cam case. And then it was kind of a those were some different facts as well. But I. I tend to think it would have been similar. And I think that back in the day, if, if um, Auburn had dropped four games, then maybe they would have had a little more of a slap on the wrist, a heavy slap on the wrist than they got originally. But yeah. neither here nor there. That's just uh, the NCAA, just something I was thinking about with Missouri. Yeah. Before Missouri. I'm, I'm interested to see to what level they do comply. Like, I mean, at a certain point, like one of these schools, and I don't think it'll be Missouri, but one of these schools is going to get a sanction like this and just say, okay, well, I mean, yeah, you can say that, but like, you know, what are you going to do? Come, are you going to like write us a ticket if we don't comply? You know, like, are yeah. uh, I, I, to what extent do they comply with, especially the recruiting part of this? Yeah, exactly. You have a team like, let's, let's just throw out a big, big name, big money team, Georgia or LSU even, um, Georgia's better. They probably probably have a better money presence, but monetary presence. But yeah, if if that happens, if they get uh, these huge sanctions slapped down and yeah, recruiting restrictions and all that, I I don't think they're going to follow them. I mean, even if they get caught again, Missouri's issue is that if they get caught again, then they can get severe penalties, death penalty even, because then it's it's um, whatever the I can't remember the exact term, but you know, willingly caught after being on probation that's a that's a huge deal but would they give the death penalty to georgia or lsu hell no they wouldn't so i yeah i don't know what they would do all interesting um poor missouri don't the 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 moral of the story is deny till you die uh if you're going to especially if you are a smaller school because you will get the punishment laid down on you you will if you're not a blue blood if you're not a big time basketball program, you're going to get it. So no matter, no matter what, what uh, evidence they have against you, you just say, Nope, fake news. And then you put your fingers in your ears and you go, la, 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 la. Exactly. And even if, even if you admitted to it before, just say, no, we misspoke. Uh, Or yeah, that was, yeah, Yeah. we were misinterpreted there. That was a typo. Anything, anything. Just change the subject. So that's about everything I have in Missouri. Um, I'm glad we beat the hell out of them. Tennessee beat them afterwards. So it's like it's not like we feel great about beating Missouri itself, but it's just nice to end with the win without any real stumbles on SEC mm-hmm. teams that we yeah. shouldn't stumble on. So I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess this it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, the, uh, we've gone through... And I don't know, maybe you disagree with this, but uh, I feel like we've gone through the entire life cycle of the uh, Tua Tungavaloa injury story since the last time we recorded, where, like, it happened, and it's devastating. And, you know, it's, to be clear, like, 
I am very sad on his behalf. It really sucks for his career, his college career, probably to end that way. Um, but like, my God, the oversaturation of stories about that guy is absurd at this point. I am <laughs> so tired of hearing about fucking Tua Tagovailoa's injury and like what a tragedy it is. Yes, it's sad, but God damn, like how many stories do we have to have about this subject? Uh, while I do agree, uh, my eyes have been opened to something. This must be how everybody else felt when yes. we had Tim Tebow. Yes, yes, I have the exact same this thought. Is, yeah, this is the literal same thing. Outside of Tebow, didn't have a crazy injury, but he still had. I mean, he had the championships and all his other stuff. I mean. He's Tebow, and yeah. everybody hated him because they're like, holy shit, shut the fuck up. And yeah. the Tua thing, I mean, it's it's getting close. You, need, you can't say it because he did get hurt, obviously. Uh, so you can't hate as much as you would otherwise on right. him. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it's definitely overplayed. Uh, there was that that tweet that the SEC put out, and I can't even remember the wording of it now, but it just it sounded like they were mourning his death. And man it's it's just a little over the top but it's um what do you think about Saban keeping him in there I don't have an issue with it I mean it was the first half uh in an AC game um you know I I think it had been in the second half that's where you start to ask some questions uh with uh, the amount of a lead that they had I don't think there was anything wrong with it yeah I got nothing wrong with it this is uh this it's, it's a non-story to me it it was first half and I think after he came out, I'm not sure if they scored again, and then Mississippi State got a little closer. So, I mean, if that happened in the first half where they pulled him early, imagine if they're up 28 to three or whatever it was, they pull him, and then Mississippi State catches up. Um, right. The shitstorm that, and the, and I mean, they're they're at a position where they have to make a a statement for the playoffs, anyways. They can't afford yeah, exactly. a close game. Yeah. So yeah, no, no problems there. It's football. It's just part of it, and you know, freak accident. It's the complete inverse for me of the uh, Tyrone Prothrop situation, which was oh, where, you know, that I still am so infuriated on his behalf at, was that, was that Shula? Was that who it, that yeah, was? I think, it, I think it was Shula. I was just trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it was Shula. And yeah, it was just so unnecessary. Yeah. And man, I, I feel for him because that guy was, you know, that was first round NFL talent right there. And that was just stolen from him right? Um, for, for no reason outside yeah. of, I'm not even sure what the reason was. Where they no, what were the yeah, to score for? Fourth and long with like ten minutes left in a game, you know, up thirty points and you're throwing the ball thirty yards downfield into the end zone. Like what what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It, it's uh com- yeah, that that did not need to happen. So unnecessary. So yeah, th- this is this is very much the opposite of that. I would yeah. agree. So yeah, it's um we'll see. Uh, Alabama clearly has some issues and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because of this. No. Yeah. That was my, that was my big hot take at the beginning of the year. And, uh, it, uh, is coming to fruition for a, a lot of the reasons that I thought, which is that Tua is somewhat fragile. And, um, you know, just from, from the beginning of fall practice, they just had such a horrible rash of injuries in their defensive front seven. And they're just, they just don't have the experience um, and it's bad timing for them because I think there are some years in the past where they could have gotten by, but when you don't have the experience on defense and it's, you know, you have to get past this LSU team that has suddenly discovered the forward pass in a major way, um, you know, it's bad timing. 
Yeah, they could have overcome without uh, without LSU coming out of nowhere and just being elite all of a sudden. Um, that that's a shocker, I'm sure. But yeah, it's they've had more injuries up front even during the season than I've ever seen them have before. So they, I, the past two years, it seems like they've had a lot of injuries. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. Maybe they've yeah. if they changed. I don't know if they changed something up with their training regimen or what. But the um, yeah, it's. It's a little strange to see Alabama get hurt so much because normally that's not an issue for them. I wonder if it could be a function of, um, well, probably not because all these injuries haven't been happening in games. They've been having in practice. But I was, I was going to say, um, you know, if this could be a function of them running a faster, higher tempo offense and therefore running more plays on both offense and defense, um, but I I don't think that's I don't think that's the what's going on here. Well, it, most well of you could practice. you could still you could still have a point though. I mean they're practicing uh, much less conservative. They have the aggressive offense, so you know going again going up against that maybe maybe it does wear you down in different ways than the conservative just running up the middle and you know right. put put a head into a chest that's not going to knock you out for the season. Um, yeah. Put a you know r- running left right backwards and forwards you might. You know, throw out a knee or take an awkward hit as you're going full speed. So it's um, it, it could be a point, it could be a reason. So while we're while we're talking about that, the the uh, discussion of styles in the SEC, um, this this brings up a something that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks, um, and that is whether, and let me just say as a caveat at the beginning, I am not going to personally rooting for this to happen. But is there an argument to be made that it would be better for Georgia to beat LSU in the SEC championship game for a number of reasons? Um, One of them being that it would allow Georgia a level of success that they would not feel compelled to change up what they're doing offensively and to continue on with Coley and to continue on with a conservative offense, which opens up doors for us. It, it, it allows them to continue being beatable for us. Is there an argument That's to a, be made there? That is an interesting point. Um, and that threw that one on me. I, I have a tough time saying there's any argument ever to having Georgia make the playoffs um, over not making the playoffs. But if we're looking for the bright side, if Georgia does pull off the win over LSU, that would be it right there. Having... Um, having that feeling of success, obviously we would need them to get blown out in the following game, but right. even the, I don't know, it, would that, would they learn anything? I, I still, I, I think Kirby is pretty set on sticking to this style. Um, I don't know. Alabama. W- w- do you, do you not think so? I mean, I, I think maybe he, he'll learn. Yeah. Maybe I think adapt. he is right now, but then like, you know, if LSU runs rushed through the sec goes undefeated, and wins a national championship, like, <laughs> you know, he's Kirby, though his haircut looks stupid as hell, he is not, in fact, a stupid man. Um, right. And I have to believe that, you know, he's going to he's going to look around and he's going to smell what the rock is cooking. Yes, if I had to if I had to pick an optimal thing to happen, it would be LSU playing. I guess. Let's see. Who are the who are their possible opponents? Ohio State jumped them in the rankings, but I think LSU would jump them right back uh, if they mm-hmm. beat Georgia. Um, yeah. So then LSU would be number one, Georgia would be out. So then you'd have 
either like an Alabama or an Oklahoma in there, maybe one of those Utah, Minnesota, Baylor. I just can't see one of them making it for whatever reason. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that'll happen. So I guess, yeah, so, so back to the point, the optimal thing would be LSU playing the first round against some kind of high powered offense that is working against them. Like say the Ole Miss offense last time, and then having a team like uh, Clemson, Ohio state or Oklahoma, just putting up 60 points on them, LSU only being able to score 30, 35 points, and then just that being that, a dismantling right there. Yeah. And and that 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 would that would make Kirby be like, ha, huh, you should have had the conservative defense, right. you dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so that might be best case scenario. And I hope it would have to be Oklahoma. Um, because like you said, LSU they struggled stopping um John Rice Plumley and Ole Miss, their offense with a you know, the mobile quarterback and like, you know, Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts, that's what they are this year. They are, they have become like a run based offense this year, more so than a pass based offense. Yep. It's a, it's, it's a very different Oklahoma offense. And I believe that they would have success against LSU because of what we saw. Oh, I think, I think they would. And I honestly, I think, I think Clemson and Ohio State would both do it too. I, Clemson doesn't have the running quarterback, so that's a little different. Right. But I just, I just believe Clemson will put together something with their, with yeah. their spread and how they were the run concepts that they'd be able to work it. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the optimal is to have Georgia lose a close one in the SEC championship game, maybe a heartbreaker like they had against Alabama right. last mm-hmm. year. And then, and, uh, you know, Kirby's still thinking, okay, we were really close. We should have had it. That's just, you know, bad luck. And then LSU getting blown out. That would be nice. It's, it's really sad and disheartening that one of those two is going to make the playoffs. So possibly both, which would be uh, the nightmare. I think LSU is locked in if they win this week, like regardless yep. of what happens in the they, SEC championship game. They would have, they'd have to lose by 50 for it not to happen otherwise. Yeah. So, I mean, I fully agree. It's, uh, it's kind of terrifying, the thought of both of those teams being in there. Yep. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll get by. I mean, it, it's, we know it's going to be hard either way. It's just it sucks that it's shifting. It, it's potentially shifting from Alabama to LSU. That would be kind of a nightmare. Oh. I think we're ready to get on to FSU now. Yeah. So FSU, um, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. They're not good at football. Um, I, I'm really, really disappointed um, that they fired Willie before this game. Um, that honestly, that puts a damper on this for me to an extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. I don't think there's, Beyond running like some wild uh, like triple option featuring Cam Akers and Scary Terry and one of their quarterbacks just like out of nowhere, I don't really see um, how they're going to be able to move the ball on us consistently. Um, and I don't think that there is a chance in hell that they can stop Trask from passing at will. Yeah, I got, I got to agree with that. I I, uh, I think it's going to be a blowout, and I am absolutely devastated that we cannot lay the smack down to Willie one more time. I cannot believe that motherfucker gets to only get away with, with having one game against us. Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? When does it ever happen? This is, this is the issue right now. People really are too fast and fire on their coaches. And, I mean, it's absolutely the right move on their part, but fuck them mm-hmm. for doing it. We, how come we couldn't do that? Yeah. Makes I was happen. looking forward to this. So, like, full disclosure, this is probably the only Gator game I'm going to be able to make make it to in person this year. And, um, like, I bought these tickets over the summer, and 
I was so excited because like my thinking was there's no way. Well, no, I didn't think there was no way, but I thought they wouldn't fire him this year and that we were going to send him out with a butt whooping and that they were just going to have to like marinate in that butt whooping and knowing that it wasn't going to change at all this off season. And now, right. you know, even, even with, if we lay the smack down, like hey, they're, they're clocked out for this year. You got to sit and think on it a little bit. And it's just, it is absolute garbage. Yep. They, and they don't care. I mean, they didn't care before they wouldn't have cared, but right. man, it's just, we could have really ended them on a very low note. And, um, we didn't get to do that. And that, that was stolen from us. Yeah. Not cool, but, uh, at least we get to beat the hell out of them. I'll be at the game as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm expecting a lot of points on our end. Mm-hmm. I just don't see them being able to stop us at all. Yeah. And, um, I don't see them scoring really either. They're going to need to do some trick plays. And even then it's, I just don't see it happening. I think Dan's going to want to make a statement. He has a ton of recruits here. And um, I know that they're, they're bringing, I I saw a couple tweets from Strickland. I I think they're changing the logo on the field maybe. And they're going to do a presentation of upcoming facilities, some kind of unique presentation. So get to the stadium early. You get to see that. Um, This is a big sell. This is basically a huge selling piece for this team to show, hey, two years in a row now, we are the best in the state. We already beat Miami. Those fuckers can't even beat FIU. And here we are going to beat FSU yeah. for the second year in a row. Yep. Bringing out the big guns for Mr. Two Bits with one of the greatest Gators of all time. The the biggest freak athlete I've ever seen in person in my life, Percy Harvin. Um, hey, we're, we're, we're bringing out all the stops. This is This is going to be a statement. Yep, it's uh, he's not he, you know he's not Kodak, but I think he's a little bit better personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dear Christ! Let's just pretend that that never happened. That's I think. Do you think that that video presentation maybe we'll have a little live stream from Kodak in the prison cell or something, and he can <laughs> he can lead off with some some kind of opening thing to get the crew all oh, pumped up. Jesus, might be too much, huh? Maybe a little bit. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe he's uh, roommates with Nevin Shapiro, future Miami coach Nevin Shapiro. <laughs> as long as he's not roommates with Chris Steele, then I think everything's A-OK. But, um, yep. Yeah. What we do. That's what we do. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, this is a situation where if it were any other team, like if, if FSU was, say, Vandy or whatever, I would spend the same amount of time talking about the game as it did Vandy, which was all of 12 seconds. The fact that it's FSU, you want to go a little more just because it's fun to rag on them. But this is going to be a beatdown. They are not mm-hmm. going to be prepared for it. I, I don't I, like. I just have a hard time thinking anything otherwise. Um, I just think we're going to push them all over on both sides of the ball, and I think we might jump out to a decent lead at first, and that's gonna it's gonna be bad for them. So that's my hope, at least. I mean, yeah. I would like to see something too, um, like uh, the. What was it that Urban did to troll Miami? He kicked a field goal with like 30 seconds left. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see something like that or like the, you know, the timeouts against Georgia, you know, something, a nice like exclamation point at the end. Maybe, maybe uh, send Tommy Townsend out for a fake punt and have him run it, you know, on the fourth and fourth down at about a minute and a half left and, have him just go for like 25 yards. And yeah. Send him out like, as a senior the right way. 
Exactly. I mean, it's the least we could do for him. So yeah, hopefully the seniors have have um have a big game. I, I'm pretty sure we all know Mullen loves seniority. That's I think that's pretty established. So I expect guys like Josh Hammond, uh, Tyree Cleveland, um, the Michael P. Ryan, guys who've been at the program for a long time, yeah. to have to to be targets in some pretty big plays. So yeah. I mean, we might not use them the entire time. We want to win big, so we'll go to whoever's open. But I think those three in particular, uh, maybe Freddie Swain too, but he's had a lot of plays this year. Um, I think those three yeah. in particular are going to be used a lot. Yeah, and I, I can't, I can't, you know, speak strongly enough about how much I love this senior class because of how they, you know, they stuck with it and they fought through a really shitty period in, you know, Gator football history. Um, they did. So they and, deserve yeah. this. Yeah, and a lot of them, I mean, those guys are real Gators, too. They've really yeah. supported the team. They've supported each other. So I think I said it before. It's just this is this is probably my favorite senior senior class we've had. I love these guys, and it's not the most talented, but it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah, remember, remember for a long time, so I'm pretty excited to be there for senior day. Uh, give them the due they deserve. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to do predictions? Yeah. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk sports. Do you have something in mind? Yeah, uh, I think I don't think I've gone first before. You're gonna love this one. Um, I'm gonna go Gators, fifty-six to seven. Oh man, that that would be beautiful. Um, I'm I'm in a similar neighborhood. <clears throat> um, I think we come up just a hair short of the fifty burger. I want to eat some fifty burgers personally, but um, I'm gonna go forty-nine to ten. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and that that could just be a sort of how how fast we start off too i'm expecting a fast start uh, a little slower start it's probably going to be closer to what you're saying um yeah i think i think they get a big touchdown on us out of nowhere like a random cam Akers long long right. run or uh or you know a big deep bomb to terry over maybe he'll he'll be on maybe he'll have trading on him uh probably once and that'll be it but i think it's just going to be a demolition other than that they're going to struggle to pass midfield like missouri did yeah so, um, yeah, I feel like there was something else I wanted to. Oh, that's right. I was going to. Um, did we did we ask Hammer if it's OK if we disclose that he was in the hospital? Poor, poor Hammer has been has been shacked up for a while now with with a terrible case of flumonia, as I've been calling it, um, hospitalized and has has. Uh, I think he's doing OK. He's recovering. But that part of the reason that we've had issues getting together on on this and recording is with um him having some problems and trying to get some damn foods and fluids into his system again yeah yeah hopefully so he's well enough to, to go uh next week and uh yeah uh we've been thinking about him and um can't wait to have him back yeah we need him need our buddy back but uh we got a a review on apple podcast that i wanted to share and i love me some reviews Okay, so we got a um, a review on Apple Podcasts since the last time we spoke, and uh, going to take this opportunity to remind you to review it, review it, review it. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we got a review from Gator One One Eight Eight, who says, "Fantastic Gator podcast. It's a great mix of a dumbed down version of Gator Nation podcast for those football fans that find strategy and different positions just too hard to comprehend." A not-as-funny Big 3 roll-up for those people who are ab-workout enthusiasts whose midsections are just too sore to laugh. 
and Gator Country for those people who find Andrew Spivey's voice and quote-unquote journalism not annoying enough. Mix all that up with a garnish of Asperger's, Reddit flair, and you got yourself the disappointment cocktail that is our Florida Gators podcast. What I love about our listeners, I, I just love that they, they've been able to key in on our niche audience immediately like this. It's great. You pick up all we throw down. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is like 100% exactly what I feel like we've been going for. It is. Um, it is. I, th- I think we can still go a little harder on all of these things. Um, just mm-hmm. more, more magnitude, but at the same time we are traveling down the right path based on these, yeah. these reviews. I love it. Yeah. We love these reviews. Keep them coming. Yeah. If you want to, your review read, um, you know, uh, insults are good. Um, you know, funny. Or if you want to use it as a medium to ask us a question, we would be happy to read it and answer it on air. Um, all right. That's all I got. Um, I got to run here. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's it for me. Yeah. I uh, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be on a little hiatus, uh, not too long, but we will get back to it. And we're going to we're gonna hit it hard. We have a lot of recruiting stuff, which is all that we're going to be able to talk about once uh, these games are over. So yeah, get yourself ready. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. Um, I guess uh, I'll see you this weekend. Uh, if you see a guy with really bright orange and blue shoes on, there's a chance it's me. There's a chance it's not. Um, you know, roll the dice and come up and, and accost me and um, hope that it's me. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Go Gators. Go Gators. Cease from quarreling and fighting, evil speaking and backbiting. All these things take no delight in when we're met together. Let a union be, in all our hearts, let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we've been gone, we'll end it all in pleasure. Whack for all of all to a light of